Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, hey everyone. Welcome. We are here and there's news. There's, there's much news. We also have the Detroit Auto Show coming up. In fact, I think the I read on Instagram, don't believe everything you read, that <laughs> supposedly the Mustang GT500 was com is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. I kind of hope it is. I kind of hope it is because I want to see it. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the Detroit Auto Show and some of the stuff that's been coming out. And the other news, but I want to talk about the other news first. Amazon's Echo Auto is the Alexa device you've always wanted in your car, said no one ever. How BMW 7 Series face evolved from glorious great white to obnoxious whale shark. Oh gosh, they're right. I mean, it's a visual representation, but just no. The grill's too big. Big grills aren't always the problem, but they're right about it being obnoxious. This is the most obnoxious kidney grill I've ever seen in my life. Porsche gives us our first driving look at new 911 Cabriolet, and it's 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 exactly as you would imagine. New Skoda Octavia due this year with coupe-like profile and electrified powertrains. Nissan's 2020 Days key car makes a surprise appearance in Europe. Sorry, it, it's Days with a Z, so I thought it was Daisy. <laughs> but no. Lincoln Co. 04 hatchback wants to make a splash in the golf class. Quiet Comfort Tech aims to minimize road noise in the cabin, yet it still won't help with my motion sickness. Daihatsu Copen GR Sports Study gains Gazoo Racing stamp of approval and... I almost like the way that it looks. I think the grill, the width is a little bit, it's too wide. It's too wide for my liking, and the gold rims are loud. I mean, properly loud. It looks like a, it looks like a Ronald McDonald car. Like, like that McDonald Viper, but worse. 2020 Cadillac XT6 brings three rows of seats to the luxury crossover party. Almost looks, it looks a lot like a Volvo XC90 from the C, if you're looking from like the C pillar, from like that quarter view. And to me, also kind of looks like Cadillac's idea of a Durango. So an XC an XC90 crossed with a Durango, that's what that looks like to me. Mazda confirms new model for Geneva. Is it the 2020 CX-3? I don't know. GM CEO says Tesla won't acquire any of its plants due to UAW workers. All Cadillacs to get Super Cruise semi-autonomous system by 2020. 2019 Acura ARX05 IMSA livery takes inspiration from the 91 to 93 racers. Porsche posts record deliveries in 2018, and predictably, its SUVs were the best sellers. Forza Motorsport 7 gets seven special vehicles from Barrett Jackson, one of them being a Plymouth Cuda. Renault Clio coming to Geneva with new looks and hybrid tech. Gambala's GTR 8XX Evo R by Turbo, mouthful, has 807 horsepower and killer looks. Not bad. It's not probably not their worst. Maybe, in fact, it might be their best, but I'm still not sold. Nissan crisis deepens as top American executive Jose Munoz, sorry if I got your name wrong, resigns amid goes in drama. 2020 Chevrolet tracks teased. Looks like a baby blazer, and they're absolutely right. It does look like a baby blazer. It also kind of looks like something else, but I can't, I can't put my finger on it right now. 2019 Ram HD teased. Promises to be the most capable HD truck ever. Near production Honda, Honda Urban EV to debut at the Geneva Motor Show. Real people, not actors, may be misleading? Chevrolet's latest ads are under fire. 
Oh, okay. Chevy's ad is under fire for showing new vehicles, but citing data for older models. Shots fired! Oh, mess. Oh, mess. That's bad. GM confirms Cadillac is first brand to launch next-gen electric vehicle platform. Mercedes might go lower than the A-Class with 2022 A-City Super Super Mini. New limited edition Nissan GTR draws a crowd at Tokyo. Nissan teases new mystery electric concept. What do you think it is? I have no idea. Maybe a 350Z electric car? Or, you know, EV? That would, or may, maybe an, a, an EV coupe of some description. I'd like to see that. Probably wouldn't make much sense, but I'd still like to see it. 2020 Corvette C8. We get our first peek inside, and it looks pretty good. Honestly, if they put a Cadillac logo on it, I think it was a Cadillac. That's how luxurious it looks from this from this uh, from this photo from the spy shot. It, it's not. I mean, it's actually pretty revealing. Uh, yeah, it it shows quite a bit. It doesn't show everything though. So the bit that I can see looks Cadillac levels of luxurious. I kid you not. Looks pretty good. I'm not. I hesitate to call it a Ferrari rival in full, but hey, I think I think it's good enough to make some people maybe not choose one over maybe not choose one over a Ferrari, but it'll draw some people potentially. 2019 Audi TTS competition goes on sale in Europe. Nissan Juke's personalization adventure concept can crawl through anything if it was allowed to. For it appears to be working on the next Ranger, including a Ranger Raptor for America. 2020 Renault Espace facelift coming with new engines and refreshed styling. Cadillac to lead GM's EV strategy will launch first BEV 3 based electric car. Takata airbag recall, I, I know, just last week, just last week, I was talking about how this saga won't end, and here we go. More, and this time from FCA. Apparently it adds 1.4 million cars to the list in the US. New Nissan Leaf Nismo RC proves EV racing doesn't have to be boring. Fiat's 2019 500X and 500L Cross gain a special mirror edition. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that just sounds lame. Lexus LC convertible concept is obviously ready to enter production. I guess it's a rendering? Oh, wait, no, it's a concept car. Oh, okay. Yeah, we kind of need that. 2020 Chevrolet Corvette C8 spotted heading for GM's Proving Grounds. Toyota GR Supra Super GT concept. Looks like it means business. Toyota Mark X German returns with rear-wheel drive, 310 horsepower, and a carbon fiber roof. It looks like a cool Camry. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I want this. I want this. Gak to unveil electric Entron's concept at the Detroit Auto Show. BMW first premium car maker to deploy Alibaba's Al Al AI assistant in China. <laughs> I don't trust Alibaba or whatever the name is. And the fact that they have an AI assistant sounds even worse. Next gen Nissan Frontier is almost done, apparently. Will be introduced soon. Toyota's Takata airbag recall extended with 1.3 million vehicles in the U.S. Why is it ramping up now? I thought we were good. Good grief, man. Tesla dropping entry-level versions of the Model S and the Model X. That is sad. Ford and Jaguar Land Rover ready to slash thousands of jobs in Europe. FCA to pay 800 million for its dirty eco-diesel engines, apparently. So, oh, and apparently they're going to recall, because they apparently they, they settled in a lawsuit, so... That's not great for them. But. Mugen Radical Type R RC20 GT for hardcore Civic Type R boy racers has been unveiled and good grief does it. Normally I don't really like the term boy racer because sometimes 
Sometimes to me, it's applied to any car that even looks vaguely sporty and cool, but this this does look like it looks like something out of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And it's not horrible, but over it, it, it's overdone. It's overdone. Quite a bit, I'd say. Subaru returns to its signature blue and gold for 2019 racing livery. California bans insurance companies of charging drivers based on their gender. See, okay, here's the thing. Thanks to California's new rules, auto insurers and insurers are now prohibited from charging drivers more based on their gender. I don't know how that works in California, but I'm pretty sure guys get charged more than women do. At the very least, that what that was true at the time of that of that one Top Gear episode when they when they had to get a car for 17 year olds. But still, yeah. Sorry, I, I was I was reading the comments. At the very least. Male teen insurance premiums are more than female teen insurance premiums. I don't want to suggest that this is because of some social justice problem, but <laughs> I'm going to suggest that th they're doing this out of that this is some form of social justice when male teen premiums are more than female teen premiums. Oh, oh, look, it, it looks like I might have been right. Carmer Balber, executive, sorry if I got your name wrong, executive director of Consumer Watchdog applauded the decision by saying, Gender and sex have no more place in what we pay for auto insurance than race or ethnicity do. These new rules will finally end gender-based discrimination in auto insurance pricing in California. It is clear that the use of gender and innate personal characteristics out characteristic outside the control of the driver must be eliminated to ensure that all California drivers are treated fairly under propositions. Sorry, I'm, I'm beginning to laugh because of something I read earlier. 103's protections, added Consumer Watchdog attorney Danny Sternberg. The Proposition 103 requires auto insurance premiums to be based primarily on factors like driving safety record, miles driven, and years of driving experience. It also prohibits discrimination based on sex, race, and sexual orientation, applying state civil rights laws. Okay, that last part about that, that's great, really, that is great. But as someone noted, so are now women going to pay more? <laughs> That's, that's, that's the only question I want answered. It is the only question that I want answered this very minute. In fact, let me, let me read you some of the comments. From Nick03, three days ago, women pay higher rates than men in Cali? Strange. It's usually the other way around. Must be... Oh, wait. <laughs> Can't read that last part, but... Oh, okay, hold up. Actually, men pay more than women here in California. Okay, well then... Yeah. Honestly, I understand because we take more risk driving than women. Women tend to be more cautious driving. That being said, this should lower rates for men while not affecting women right away. Maybe in the future, women will see premiums increase for other reasons. Yeah, it's, honestly, it really isn't a bad idea. It really isn't. I guess this means lower lower rates. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> okay, so apparently I was right. Or at the very least, partially. You're like, oh, we're going to end this and whatever. I, I mean, to be fair, it actually doesn't explicitly state this is, that this is... It doesn't explicitly state, despite what, these, what, what the commenters are saying, that women supposedly pay more than men in terms of insurance. And as far as I can see, it doesn't really seem to hint at that. I mean, it does say, you know, it is clear that the use of gender and innate personal characteristics, blah, 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 must be eliminated to ensure that all California drivers are treated fairly under Proposition 103's protections. And hey, maybe there's something in that proposition that I don't know about. But as far as I'm seeing, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, wait, here's an earlier, here's an earlier sentence. 
The new rules will bring insurance prices in line with the Proposition 103 that bans unfair and discriminatory pricing and mandates rates to be based primarily on the person's driving record and experience, leaving out personal characteristics and especially their gender, as women usually got slapped with premiums over males. Hold up. They got slapped with premiums? Either, either I'm just a moron or I'm missing something, but getting slapped, getting slapped with premiums or that... But do males still get... Do they still have to pay more regardless of the premiums? I don't... In fact, I might have underlined what I said earlier. But what? Well, anyway. Yeah. An another comment from... Stick a fork in it. <laughs> so does that mean young men will pay less now? Since they are generally charged more for insurance? Answer? No. What will happen is that we will all be charged more <laughs> thanks to the politicians in charge. But in the name of di diversity, who will benefit? Answer? Insurance companies and politicians in their pockets. Apparently it says... this. Someone else said this has nothing to do with diversity, and I, I kind of agree. Because that this this article had absolutely nothing to do with diversity whatsoever, as far as I understood it. Someone else said, Sharp, Sharper Living says it makes no sense. You're statistically more likely to have an accident, young men. Why shouldn't you pay more? You're in a riskier class. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Apparently someone else says insurance won't go down, it'll just go up for everyone. Someone, someone else says California should just secede. <laughs> They're saying they should just secede from the union. <laughs> I love that. Let, let's take a break. I'm going to continue this shortly after we get back, but let's take a break. Let's take a break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 dash 576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. California should just secede. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, man. There's a lot of comments for this. There is a lot of comments. 30 comments. Not you, you might be able to argue you're not many, but still... <laughs> get this oh wait one more thing then age should be a non-issue also so long as i feel like i'm 30 but i'm actually 70 then who are insurance companies to base my rates on age <laughs> uh regardless if it's in reverse and i thought and i thought drive or confuse the brake with the gas pedal swear they changed the location of the gears fast and brake pedal yearly <laughs> I think the whole joke there, I, I, I think the whole joke there is the, is forget, is the forgetfulness and that it doesn't, you know, I feel like I'm 30, I'm just really, really forgetful, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm 70, I shouldn't get paid <laughs> or shouldn't have to get, shouldn't get charged more, but wow. Oh gosh. Oh man. I gotta bookmark this. This is too funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny for me because I'm not in California, but oh man, that sucks. That sucks for them so hard. Man, that's really unfortunate. Oh man, that's. <laughs> oh, I feel so. I mean, I feel bad for him, but that's just the comments, man. They got me. They got me good. 
To any of my California listeners, and I'm pretty sure I have a few, sucks to live there. <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for you guys. That That is unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Apparently someone was saying it'll really only affect, you know, young young boys for their, for their insurance premiums. As, you know, anyone over 21, the rates go down quite a lot from there, but still... Oh, oh man, I am so sorry, you guys. Anyway, Genesis GV80 SUV spied in Korea should debut later this year. 2020 Audi RS Q3's path to segment crown comes with loads of power. Toyota promises this is the last 2020. Oh, wait, well, it doesn't matter with that Supra teaser because we've all, most of us have already seen all of it, including the interior by now. Dacia Sandero. Good news! It's the Dacia Sandero! Stepway gains new SCE 75 petrol and blue DCI 95 diesel engine, I guess? VW and Ford ready to announce Global Alliance in Detroit Auto Show? Probably not. Brabham Automotive announces its return to the 24 Hours of Le Mans. 2020 Passat teased again as VW USA commits to sedans. Now, that, that's, an, that's an interesting way to buck the trend that they're... Well, not an interesting way to do it, but the fact that they are... The fact that they are is quite interesting indeed. So let's let's start off with Toyota's Takata problem. Toyota has massively extended the Takata recall campaign in the United States to include 1.3 million vehicles. Conducted in agreement with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, the recall target targets various Toyota and Lexus vehicles from different model years. The full list of vehicles added in this recall expansion is available at the bottom of the page. Meanwhile, the automaker has announced that all owners will be informed by first-class mail or other means starting later this month. Later this month as in January, just for those who are unclear about that. Subsequently, to be contacted by the company and scheduling an appointment with an authorized dealer, technicians will either replace the front passenger airbag inflator or the airbag assembly altogether. It goes without saying that all work will be performed free of charge. The defective airbag inflators made by Takata are believed to have accounted for 23 deaths worldwide. The parts contain a chemical that can deteriorate after being expo exposed to humidity and high temperatures. In extreme scenarios, the inflators can, ru can rupture in the event of a crash, causing sharp metal fragments to pass through the airbag and spray directly at occupants, thus increasing the, possible, the possibility of injury or worse. Toyota says that it's committed to, sol to solving this issue as quickly as conveniently and safely as possible, taking targeted steps to help owners understand the importance of having this free repair completed. The Toyota and Lexus vehicles included in this recall expansion are the 2010-2016 Toyota 4Runner, the 2010-2013 Toyota Corolla, the 2010-2013 Toyota Matrix, the 2011-2014 Toyota Sienna, the 2010-2015 Scion XB, wow, even Scion, mess, the 2010-2012 Lexus ES350, the 2010-2017 GX, the Lexus GX460, the 2010-2015 Lexus IS250C, the 2010-2015 Lexus IS350C, the 2010-2013 Lexus IS250, the 2010-2013 Lexus IS350, and the 2010-2014 Lexus ISF. And with that, we move on to FCAs. Approximately 1.4 million FCA vehicles are being called back in the United States to have their passenger side airbag inflators replaced. The action is actually the fourth and final phase of a coordinated schedule for the automaker, established by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, also known as the NHTSA. 
Included here are certain 2010 Ram 3500, 4500, and 5500 models, the 2010 to 2011 Dodge Dakota, the 2010 to 2014 Challenger, the 2011 to 2015 Charger, the 2010 to 2015 Chrysler 300, and the 2010 to 2016 Jeep Wrangler. Additionally, the same vehicles are being recalled in Canada, Mexico, and markets outside the NAFTA region. In 88,830, 12,821, and 118,084 units respectively, said FCA. All of them have been initially fitted with the defective side airbag inflators made by Takata, which are said to have led to 23 deaths worldwide and numerous injuries. We strongly urge our customers to respond to their recall notices by contacting an authorized Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer, said FCA's chief, said FCA's chief of North American Safety and Regulatory Compliance, Mark Chinobi. Sorry if I got your name wrong. Recall is recall service is free. We have replacement parts and dealers are re, and dealers are ready to help. The carmaker didn't say when owners are of the aforementioned vehicles will be notified, but states that concerned customers but states that concerned customers can contact the recall information center at 1-800-853-1403. Once again, that's 1-800-853-1403 for more information on the subject. On a more positive note, FCA is not aware of any accidents, injuries, or deaths associated with the cars included in this recall. And now for the last one, which is going to be the eco-diesel thing. Following extensive negotiations, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has reached a settlement with the Department of Justice, the Environmental, Environmental Protection Agency, the state of California. California should just secede! God it, California! <laughs> and an assortment of other entities over its non-compliant diesel vehicles. According to the U.S. government, FCA used illegal and undisclosed software. On 2014 and 2016, ran 1,500 in Jeep Grand Cherokee vehicles equipped with the three equipped with the three-liter EcoDiesel V6 engine. The government says that software act the software acted as a defeat device as it would fully activate emissions controls during EPA and California emissions testing, but reduce or deactivate emissions controls during real-world driving. As a result, these models emitted air pollutants, including nitrogen oxide, at a much at much higher rates than allowed. Under the terms of the settlement, FCA will recall and repair more than 150,000 diesel-powered vehicles in the U.S. in the United States. The company will also pay a $350 million civil penalty and implement a program to, mitig to mitigate excess pollution from these vehicles. The recall and federal, federal mitigation programs are estimated to cost up to $185 million, while FCA will focal fork over another $19 million to mitigate excess em emissions from vehicles in California. The company will also pay $6 million to resolve allegations of illegally importing 1,700 non-compliant vehicles. SA estimates the total cost to resolve the issue will be $800 million and said the settlements do not change the company's position that it did not engage in any deliberate scheme to install defeat devices to cheat emissions tests. As part of the recall, FCA will update emissions control software on the offending vehicles and provide them with an extended warranty. The company says the update won't have any effect on average fuel economy, drivability, durability, or refinement. FCA also settled a class action lawsuit over the diesel issue, and this means current and former owners will be eligible to receive a payment of, of approximately $2,800. While the fines and penalties are significantly less than those faced by Volkswagen, the settlements don't clear FCA of potential criminal liability. The company will also face stiff penalties if it doesn't repair at least 85% of the vehicles within two years. In a statement, Acting EPA Administrator, Administrator 
In a statement, acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said, FCA, sorry, Fiat Chrysler deceived consumers and the federal government by installing defeat devices on these vehicles that undermined important clean air protections. He went on to say today's settlement sends a clear and strong signal to manufacturers and consumers that EPA, that the EPA, that the EPA will vigorously enforce the nation's laws designed to protect the environment and public health. Now, I thought I read on Alpar a long time ago that it's, it's not that FCA deliberately added something to, to, uh, you know, defeat the SCA to put it that the the to defeat the EPA to put it that way, but that they forgot to mention something was a part of the software. I don't know if that still holds true, but there was no mention of that, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's take a break, and I will be back for the last segment, which will be the Detroit Auto Show. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 Five seven six dash zero six seven zero. Our plans are available in forty two states. Alrighty, time to talk about the Detroit Auto Show, twenty twenty Toyota GR Supra. New photos are out, including first of interior. We'll get to that in a second. Already talked about the Cadillac XTX. Talked a bit about the Ram HD. In fact, I didn't talk much about it. Let's go. Nice. Anyway, let's go to my buddies over at Mopar Insiders and talk about talk about it there. And oh, okay. Guess there's not that much as of now. So we'll you know um, talk about it more. Not quite tomorrow, but soon. Definitely talk about it soon. So let's talk about the Ram HD in there. What was the? Oh, the Supra. Ramtrucks.com has quietly released a teaser site for the heavily updated 2019 Ram Heavy Duty lineup. The site confirms that the trucks will indeed be released as a 2019 model year vehicle, which HDRams.com, 5thGenRams.com, and MoparInsiders.com announced in late September. There were also other details hinted at on the website, so let's break them down. Ram shows us an up-close shot of the front and door speaker grill housing in what looks like a limited trim Ram Heavy Duty. We obtained pictures of a similar picture of the speak of the speaker grill from a limited about a month ago, and they look identical to the ones featured on the Ram Heavy Duty teaser website. These are speaker grills for the upcoming 19-speaker Harman Kardon stereo system, a new option for Ram Heavy Duty owners. Next, next, Ram shows us what is clearly a dashboard trim piece for the 2019 Ram Heavy Duty Larry Longhorn. Shown in the picture is the Longhorn branding badge marked branding mark burned on the wood trim upper glove glove box door. It is the same design taken from the all-new 5th generation 2019 Ram 1500 Laramie Longhorn, also known as the DT Ram. Ram has also released a teaser of the Ram box for the 2019 Ram Heavy Duty. There are some changes compared to the 2018 Ram box. While it still is clearly the 4th generation truck Ram box and, and different than the ones in the 2019 Ram 1500, we see there is different hinge brackets on the side as well as the corner of the trim of the Ram box. We see there is different hinge brackets on the side as well as the corner of the trim of the RAM box looks more flush with the box itself. Also, there is now a cover for some kind of cord that is now running through the side of the RAM box. The 2019 RAM 1500's version of the RAM box features a 115 volt outlet relocated 
sorry, and relocated overhead lighting in the box in the box lid to improve well lids to improve illumination. Illumination, illumination, illumination. Is that is that not how that the, is that not how the minions do it? Whatever. We are hoping that the 2019 Ram 1500 Duty will get these features as well. Ram also gives us gave us an interior well gives us a teaser of the interior. This picture shows us this picture gives us a lot a lot more answers on the interior. While we clearly see the center console is the same as the one on the 2019 Ram 1500 Limited, the seats are not. The 2019 Ram Heavy Duty will keep the same seat frames as the outgoing model. These seats are clearly the more heavily bolstered seats from the fourth generation Ram pickups rather than the 15th, the fifth generation Ram's less aggressive bolster bolstered seats. The last teaser photo is of the 2019 Ram 15 of the 2019 Ram Heavy Duty Limited headlights and grille, like the 2019 Ram 1500. The Ram Heavy Duty Laramie Longhorn and Limited models will have their own headlamp design. The text in the corner of the picture contains the keep an extra set of eyes on the road, hinting that, like the Heavy Duty's smaller brother, the Ram 1500, it will get full LED adaptive front lighting system, or AFS. What is AFS? AFS points the headlights in planned in a planned direction the vehicle is traveling using steering wheel. So basically, if you turn left, the headlights will look left, to put it that way. So that's it. And I think that's coming out tomorrow? Something like that. So now, let's talk about the, oh, what seemed to be God-forbidden Supra. The 2020 Toyota GR Supra is set to be unveiled at the North American International Auto Show, but it appears the company has accidentally spoiled the surprise. It wasn't going to be that much of a surprise. Toyota Germany sent these two images after they signed up to join the Supra waiting list. We attempted to replicate the scenario, but our confirmation email only included two camouflaged, camouflaged pictures of the car. With that caveat out of the way, let's examine the photos. The front of the Supra features three large air intakes and a set of slender LED headlights. We can also see a front splitter and canards, which were revealed by an uncamouflaged model earlier this month. Where are their canards? Oh! That's... I mean, I guess it's kind of a canard, but that's... That's really pushing it from what traditional canards look like. It's basically like a little, it's like an end plate on a splitter. That's basically what that's like, rather than like ACR style canards, which are far more traditional. Anyway, moving further back, we can see front fender vents and a rakish windscreen. The Supra also features a double bubble roof, aerodynamic side skirts, and lightweight wheels that are backed up by a high-performance braking system. Behind the muscular haunches is a sporty rear end, which has a prominent spoiler, not like the one on the 90s Supra, which I really hope they make as an option later, and slender taillights. We can also see an aggressive rear bumper with an integrated diffuser and an F1-inspired central brake light. Other notable features include a dual exhaust system and rear canards. Oh yeah, they're right. For a long while, we've had a pretty good idea of what to expect thanks to numerous leaks and spy photos. Yeah, Toyota didn't do a good job keeping this thing under wraps. Drivers will sit behind a three-spoke steering wheel and find themselves facing a digital, digital instrument cluster. Owners will also find slender air vents, a freestanding infotainment system, and a number of metallic accents. That, let me make perfectly clear, that, well... The accents don't look BMW, well actually they do kind of look BMWs, but the switchgear definitely does. Toyota has been tight-lipped on technical specifications, but Supra Chief Engineer Tetsuo Tada, sorry if I got your name wrong, has already confirmed the car will be powered by a BMW sourced engine, as inline-sixes are one non-negotiable attribute about the car. Yeah, we already know, they've been saying, we've been, we've known this for years! In the BMW Z4 M40i, the engine produces 382 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. This enables the Roadster to run from 0 to 60 in just 4.4 seconds. 
We can also expect adaptive dampers and an electric electronic limited slip limited slip rear differential. The model is also slated to have a 50-50 weight distribution and a body that is nearly as rigid as the Lexus LFA. Yeah, so talking about climate control buttons and stuff, yeah, very BMW-ish, and including including, unfortunately, the gear selector. It yeah, it's meh really, really meh. But the rest of the interior is not bad. Anyway, that is going to be it for now, though. I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.